0: Welcome to Story Chats at NSP Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And I'm Valerie Comer. Melody Carlson is here with us today to talk about her new release, A Quilt for Christmas. I'm going to start off by reading her bio. So Melody Carlson has written more than 200 books for teens, women, and children which is a lot of books, but mostly she considers herself a storyteller. Her novels range from serious issues like schizophrenia to lighter topics like house flipping, but her, most of the inspiration behind her fiction comes right out of real life. She's won a number of awards and some of her books have been optioned for film and TV. Melody has two grown sons and makes her home in the Pacific Northwest with her husband and her yellow lab. Thanks for being here, Melody. Thank you for having me. So we, um, We don't read the back covers of books generally. We like to start things off by having the author tell us about the book. So, why don't you do that? Tell us a little bit about a quote for Christmas in your own words.
1: Right. Well, it starts with Vera Swanson, and she's relocated. She's been recently widowed, and she had a big old house, and her children lived elsewhere. And she thought she was moving to be near her daughter and, and a couple of grandkids. So, she gets all moved into this condo, and her daughter's job and her husband they take they're gone so vera is alone in this town or she feels like she's alone in this condo she's not used to condo living and she used to be the kind of person that would decorate her house from top to bottom with christmas and have everybody over and so it's it's christmas time and she doesn't really know what to do and it kind of starts out with a knock on the door and there's a little girl whose mom lives next door and she's having a problem and so vera tries to help doesn't quite know what to do and in the course of things the little girl discovers that Vera is a quilter and she says mama wants a quilt (laughs) and she wants a quilt for Christmas and Christmas isn't very far off and Vera doesn't know anybody in this town and so because of the girl and the other children she gets sort of pushed along this path where suddenly she's gathering up this group of women that are all completely different don't know each other and they form this little quilting group that are madly trying to make a Christmas quilt (laughs) in a
2: nutshell.
0: Perfect nutshell. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's
2: like, you know, the story or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because it's, you know, how it is. It's been a while since I wrote it. So like a reader, I was looking at the back cover copy too.
0: (laughs) Fair, (laughs) definitely fair. Um, so I um I think I have the first question this time. So one of the things in the book, you have a uh, subplot with Tasha, and uh, she has a little romance sort of kicking off um, just a little bit. And I would love to know more about Tasha and her inspiration, and then the the you know how you got to the idea of um, her her starting to make her way slowly towards love with this he he seems like an unlikely hero at first but um but they seem well suited at the end so I really did love how you did that so tell us about that and where you know where that came from and you can give spoilers I think most people know at this point that if you're listening to our podcast you're going to get a spoiler or two so spoiler alert there's a romance
1: oh no no. I never expected that you know (laughs) <laughs> Makes a good Christmas story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Asha's from a sort of a hard, harder background. Things haven't really gone well in her life. She's creative and beautiful. She's she's mixed race. Her mother's a little bit flaky. Her aunt's a florist. She works for the aunt who's a florist, so she gets to be a little bit creative. But she's she's kind of stuck in a way and wants more. And she meets now. I can't even remember the guy's name. I think it's Ethan. Mm-hmm. But. Okay. <laughs> i wasn't expecting this question so anyway um his mother is something else yes (laughs) part of the quilt group and they're well off and there's something wrong with this little family it's mom and son and they live they share a home he's got a really nice apartment down in the basement and she rules everything else in fact she rules everyone else and um we don't really know what the problem is with her. And of course, she doesn't really want Ethan to be with anybody, let alone Tasha, who's this free spirit, who dresses flamboyantly and expresses herself, you know. And so it's, it's kind of a, it is an unlikely combination. You're right. But, um, but I love that, you know, and, and I think in some ways, not completely, but my husband and I were like that when we first met, people were like, really? no <laughs> I, I had been fun. in the world I had done all mm. these things and uh, my husband was really kind of quiet and shy and but God knew and that was 44 years ago so oh, wow.
0: congratulations backwards. it worked <laughs> yeah, yeah they they do say opposites attract for a reason <laughs> I think yeah um yeah.
3: yeah all right Narelle did you have the next question I think you did I think I do. So um I I enjoyed this story. I'll start with that as well. It was such a fun little Christmas story. <laughs> and I liked how the quilt project and Fiona with the adorable she's I mean she is the cute adorable soon to be 5 year old and we have a bit of a thing for 5 year olds when we talk yes, about. Yes we this do. In this we course. do. <laughs> There's <laughs> something about four and five-year-olds are very popular and I mean Fiona really was the glue in the story with the quilt project so my question is do you have an interest in quilting and my second question is is there any chance we'll possibly see this um book as a movie because that, I'd love to see this quilt on the big screen <laughs> <laughs> well I am a
1: sewer okay. and yeah, I mean, it, seriously, I started sewing when I was, oh gosh, I think 10 years old, you know, it, I mean, like, and then I started designing my own clothes without patterns, at, you know, when I was 12 and 13 and people couldn't quite figure it out. I did my own wedding dress. i re- oh, wow. Upholstered furniture, wow. all these things, you know, before I got serious about writing. And I did just started making little baby quilts for friends and this and that quilts. And then I took a quilting class from a friend who was a really expert quilter and everything was very precise and mm-hmm. you had to cut it exactly like this and stitch it exactly like that. And at, by the time I got done with the quilting class, I hated quilting. Oh, no. <laughs> Free spirit and meets my project something. became the, the bed liner for the dog's bed. It was oh, a really no. cute dog's bed, but.
2: <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs> so, so then I, you know, about oh, close to 30 years ago, we moved to one of the biggest quilting towns. It's one of the smallest towns, but one of the biggest quilting towns in the country. And we actually have the largest outdoor quilt show in the world. Oh wow! In wow. my town, yeah. So, so I'm around quilts a lot, and we have a really cool quilt shop. And and I still do a little bit of sewing things. I, don't really quilt anymore because i think if i do i'm just gonna have to go really loose and creative on it which a lot of people are doing now and i think i i could get into that but like one of my neighbors she's very serious and she's got a whole upstairs that's you know just devoted to quilting with you know everything that you could imagine but so anyway there that's kind of where the the quilt thing probably comes from
3: and i'm trying to remember what was the other question is there any (laughs) chance we could see this book as a movie because some of your previous books have been made into movies because i would love to see the quilt
1: I think it would be a fun movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been adapting my own um, books lately. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I've got one coming out in October on UP TV, The Happy Camper, which I did the adaptation for. And right now, the next year's Christmas book, ironically, is being, I'm adapting it and we have it possibly sold into an interesting market in South Africa. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but cool. but I but I would love to do this one. I think it would be such a fun cast of characters because it it's just an opportunity to bring in, you know, four really interesting, diverse women. So it's on my want to do list. The hard thing about Christmas books is they they have such a huge pileup of of scripts and book ideas and all of that that they keep saying, give us another season, give us, you know, summer, spring, sure. fall. Yeah. So uh, that's a little tricky, but um, I have quite a
2: few Christmas books to choose from, but I do think this would be a fun movie.
3: I, I will be leaving. I agree.
2: I think it would be <laughs> yeah. too. And like you were saying with a diverse cast of characters, you have of women of, well, females of multiple ages from five to whatever, and, and ethnicity and um, personality. Yeah, it, it could be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it would, it would
2: be fun. For sure. So, you know, at INSPI Romance, I don't know if you got the memo or not, but we're all about romance. romance. (laughs) (laughs) So um, what I was wondering is if you were, had any thoughts of romance for Vera in this story? Mm. Now I know you write a lot of standalones and personally I write, um, series like with like six to 12 books in them so the idea of standalones is like but what about all those other characters like what do you what do you do with them so i'm just curious if there's any hope for more for vera and uh and how you say goodbye to characters in a standalone
1: i know and i've done a lot of series too so i i do i my mind will tend to go down those roads and like (laughs) what happened and when i brought the the um father-in-law that uh, Fiona's grandpa yeah. from Ireland. Initially, I thought it was going to be for Vera, mm-hmm. but turns out it was maybe for um. Now I can't even remember her name. the the grumpy the grumpy rich woman was her name.
2: Anyway, I
1: do not write her name Eleanor, down. Yeah, way. I didn't either. I
0: was like, "What is yeah. her name?"
2: And <laughs> yeah, I only I read it like two weeks ago, so it's not like
1: <laughs> and <I laughs> everything just, just goes show. straight up. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Eleanor, is. It, she needs somebody in her life. But in my mind, I was kind of writing the next, you know, like what would really happen? Although now see, I'm, I'm going, hmm. I did for christianbook.com. They have me do like an extra chapter.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't so, know that was a thing. Tell us more about that too.
1: Yeah. So here's a, I know I can't give it all away. So <laughs> So I had to do kind of like what, happened next for them and i'm trying to remember because i do this every year and it has been two years since i wrote the book and i don't have one of the christianbook.com special editions here on me but i i do believe that that eleanor and the other guy get together and i can't remember what happens with your but i my heart does go out to these older characters because i'm an older character too and um i don't know if you ever saw i've got a book called um courting mr emerson have you seen that one?
0: That one well,
1: happen. it's an old romance. It's older romance, and it's so quirky. He's got OCD, and she's just flamboyant and runs the art gallery, you know. And he's just like, "Don't bother me." And in fact, it involves a Maine Coon cat because she gets him this cat, Mr. Emerson. So anyway, I I have done a few things with older characters and romance and I kind of love that I think it'd be fun Vera probably does deserve her own book her own story
0: I'm pretty sure she does she might not have been ready yet because this is one of she's recently ish widowed she's not super. so I can see why maybe we weren't ready for Vera I I think so too and
1: really (laughs) she just needed she needed family and and it's by the end of this story she's got a family
0: yeah yeah she still has
1: her it, yeah, yeah
0: that was really really nicely done that found family and you know making your own and and um I loved them coming around my sister quilts um but she quilts by herself she likes quilting because she doesn't need people around her <laughs> so uh she's not a quilting bee girl but um but it can be either a, a solitary pursuit or a communal kind of thing so um I enjoyed that aspect yeah. of it a lot too. found my grandmother was good. My grandmother um, quilted extensively.
2: I mean, she was born in 1900 so it was an era where that was a way of using up your fabrics or the dress that the you know the youngest daughter finally outgrew and there might still be a little wear in that fabric yet. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't buy new fabric for quilts. So I do have a couple of quilts that, uh, that she made mm-hmm. and one that I made as a teenager that she quilted for me. Sadly, I didn't treat it um, as, as a future heirloom. <laughs> it's not on the dog's bed though. Oh my goodness, I can't believe that.
1: I've, I have some of those too that I didn't treat too kindly, but I do have one that was my great grandmother and my my, fa- par- my parents divorced when I was really young. So it was his grandmother and I never met her. But so, according to story, and I don't think anybody made it up, she was blind or just really very nearly blind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, she would u- use pencil marks or, or something. I don't know what uh, she could feel and what the deal was with that. And I have a crazy quilt that she made that hmm. is probably a hundred years old. That cool. is, wow. and, and because it's a crazy quilt, I think every single fabric on it is different. Yeah. I mean, if you can imagine that, you know, I can. like yeah. <laughs> I don't I can. even know like a thousand pieces. I, I, I'm not even sure how many it would have, but cause some of them are really tiny and
2: it's amazing yeah I laughed too and I read that bit well laughed but not ha um when she moved when Vera moved to this new town to be near her daughter and then her daughter's family gets a job transfer and oh sorry we're gone and she's like <laughs> now what yeah. because that's I, I'm sure that happens to tons of people um older people I, these days I've heard
1: yeah. a lot of stories like that yeah it, it, Right now, that and, and during COVID, I know people who've moved across the country yeah. to be with their children and then their children got
2: transferred. So that's hard. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, of, of a family, you know, where the older couple was like, well, we'll come and live near you. And re- the younger couple was like, but we don't really feel all that settled. <laughs> like yeah. come if you yeah. want, but you're yeah. taking a chance, but. Yeah, yeah, my parents did move to be near my sister, and they did stay put. So uh, that was <clears throat> helpful for everyone. <laughs> but it sure doesn't happen all the time. So I, I was just like with Vera, I was like, "Oh man, I can, I can feel, I can feel this for you." <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, we have kind of stayed put to be near our family. Nobody moves, <laughs> so we're all. Sometimes we wish son- we could.
2: <laughs> our son and daughter-in-law live across the yard. We're on the farm and our daughter's family is just 90 minutes away, which is okay. too far a lot of times. Two mountain passes. You know what it's like in the northwest. Yeah, yes. Um, but
0: uh yeah, it it could be worse. Right. <laughs> We're thankful. So what do you have coming next? We just we just did a quilt for Christmas. What's what's next? um the next
1: novel well I think I see I think I have I think I have, and I'm not doing nearly as many books as I used to do but I think I have the third historical novel in a series that's set in the old West in Colorado kind of the 1880s right. okay kind of fun. the first one's called Jillian the Drifter the next one's Miranda the Miner the last one's Julianne and the Judge you know, okay kind
3: of, yeah
1: but, but it's all in kind of like old Colorado Springs and then okay. in the spring time, kind of my bigger novel for women is called second time around in fact i've got a cover here some oh here it is <laughs> i'm going to rip it off the wall there you go so that's okay.
0: that- that's gorgeous
1: it's, it's it's i'm, I'm saying an older woman. but i don't mean older woman. she but her children are grown okay she's kind of she's young for her age and she's been an interior designer and she inherits um this old beat up tourist shop on the coast. And she just decides to go for it and turn it into a decor shop that's called Romancing the Home, which I love is it. kind of sweet. Yeah, and then, then it, it just, it goes, it gets pretty wild because she succeeds so well in her shop that they wanna put her on this TV show that's like a Northwest interior design. And then they wanna feature her apartment upstairs well she hasn't had time to do anything to it. she only finds that out like two weeks before oh, no. and it, it's like i mean plumbing electric walls hanging off you know no floor you know like it, it so um anyway that I, that's as much as i'll tell you about that
2: <laughs> is that one women's fiction then or is it a romance
1: it's it's a women's fiction but it's romance i mean there what happens is the guy that wants, he wants to buy the property farmer that starts with, because he wants to build a, she thinks it's going to be kind of an ugly out um, indoor mall, but it turns out he wants it to be kind of a pretty outdoor mall, except that it's in this really kind of charming part of town that she thinks is restorable and she wants to restore, and she wants to restore her shop. And so she kind of fights with him over it, but then he ends up being a hero when when she's scrambling to get her place together because he's a contractor and he helps her pull things together and it's it's fun
0: that's nice i love um handyman heroes we've we've actually we did a whole episode on contractors or handyman as as the love interest because they there's just something about a contractor they can fix anything
1: i'm i'm married to one so i don't (laughs) want to stop up and um the very first romance book that I ever wrote involved the handyman the sad thing about it though the handyman was a bad guy He, but it, we thought he was the love interest and this other guy kind of comes swoops in but most of my stories the handyman you know where that where it involves the handyman he is the hero and my husband and I we have flipped you know restored houses and just we just built a house during covid we spent two years of covid building a house on our own pretty much so and we're still married
2: (laughs) we're renovating for the second time we we had moments and still married
1: (laughs) yeah we were yelling so loud i was pretty sure everybody in the neighborhood heard us because you know thanks for telling us yeah yeah. and i was the general contractor on it he's the you know muscle and I was the keeping everything yeah lined up and so that gets dicey
0: it can <laughs> I believe for yeah. Sure. yeah for sure yeah. Yeah. that's funny cool um well is there anything specific that we missed about a quilt for Christmas that you want to make sure that everybody knows um now's your chance <laughs>
1: Well there you know we do have we talked about some of the characters so um there's a there's another character who you know they have backstories that I couldn't put all into this because it's too yeah. short of a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, like Beverly who's who's just Mrs. Sweet and she brings the sweets and Eleanor throws fits. but you know Beverly's got a little bit of backstory of, of why she she does that you know it's kind of her making up for some of the things that aren't going so well in her life and then um well I kind of told you Tasha's and I don't really want to give away too much of Eleanor's because that ends up kind of being a big deal in the end with Fiona I love that's like my favorite part of the whole book
3: yeah mine too I think yeah
1: I love Tasha and Ethan you know what they do for this family is and really that's what brings them together is them going the extra mile to to make these kids have a better Christmas so
2: Noelle, kind of Noelle was it you
3: who said Fiona was the glue that held the story yeah. together yeah pretty oh, much absolutely yeah because she or that the- she was the kid that just cracked everything open so when there was and the kids have that beautiful way about them where they'll just have no filter and just say the obvious that no adult would ever dare to say and I just love that about Fiona in the story so she was the one that I think really challenged the characters to grow yeah. without right. realizing it yeah
1: she she was an old soul and mm-hmm. and you know one of my editors kind of questioned me on it you know like well, oh, she's so young why would you know but I used to teach preschool yeah. and I love and it was like, four and five-year-olds the was what I always worked with so I've been around a lot of four and five-year-olds and some of them can be amazing and wise and witty and precocious and that's yes. yeah.
2: why we love them <laughs> yeah we still have one five-year-old grand girl the others are older I'm soaking up that little girl she's just <laughs> it's a precious something. age
3: I love it it's my favorite yeah. age
2: me too Narelle that's why I keep writing five-year-olds
0: <laughs> it's
3: like yeah. hey <okay>. we're not <laughs> complaining no, <laughs> no five-year-olds are great yeah
0: cool well thank you for joining us um You can find more about Melody Carlson at her website, which is melodycarlson.com and we'll link it in the show notes. Um, If you have questions or comments, please leave them as a comment on the YouTube channel or on our Facebook page. Definitely go read a quilt for Christmas. And apparently, if you order it from christianbook.com, there's an extra chapter in it, which is exciting. And I'm a little jealous that I don't have it. Um, so, there's a cure for that. There is a cure for that. I can fix that. <laughs> I might have to do that. Um, so, and you know, I'll
1: ask them if, if after Christmas, if I could like post it on my website or something. That would you. be you lovely. Know, that, that might be yeah. possible. But yeah. I'd have to get because Permission. It
0: was their For sure. I did. <laughs> cool. Well, if if you are able to do that, that would be amazing. Um, but if you're not willing to wait on an if, just buy it from ChristianBook.com. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And we will see you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody.
3: Bye. Bye. Goodbye.